missed it, download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app. Maximum chill this weekend. So cold outside, it's hard to function. The rock truck won't even start. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you have a favorite season? Yeah, summer. Yeah. I figured you for a summer gal. Yeah, it used to be fall, and it's not that I don't appreciate. Actually, and I'm starting to come around to spring. That used to be, but I'm starting to, you know what I mean? When things start being more light, like you and I were just talking about at night, later, and you see the possibility and the warmth and things starting to come back in color. It's like you go from black and white to color. Like, you know, so I'm starting to have a real appreciation for spring, but summer's just got that vibe. Why? What's up? I think most seasons... There's positives for all of them. Have a positive. Three out of four do. Winter. About the only thing going for winter is that first snowfall when it's real pretty. After that, it's just misery, right? It's just uh, suffering and no, waiting till it's I mean, over. I mean, obviously, there's some holiday stuff going yes, on. there's but, holidays. And, yeah, and normally, there would be That doesn't outweigh the negative in wintertime. The winter magic time. of the season and all A new that. survey of uh, almost, uh, almost 70,000 people online. Ask them to name their favorite season. You can uh, read more about this on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. And it's basically a three-way tie between spring, summer, and fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, spring got 30% of the votes. Fall got 29%. Summer, 28%. Winter, only 10%. And then another 4% of people weren't sure what their favorite season were. What's wrong with those people? Mm-hmm. I'm really coming around to spring, though. I am a fall guy for several reasons. Obviously, the weather is uh, by far my favorite part of the fall. It's still relatively warm during the day, but nice and cool at night. Uh, it's not as rainy, mucky as you know, summer, as spring can be. Um, I like the fall beer season. You start to get the Oktoberfest beers, which is usually about a month-long period, and then you start to turn over into the winter beers uh, where you get the porters and stouts really coming back in full force. That's always good for me. Um, I think sports-wise, you've got a much better mm-hmm. menu to choose from in the fall. You've got, to obviously, NFL, NCAA NFL. football. Um, NASCAR is getting towards its championship. Baseball with the World Series in the fall. Uh, you know, the playoffs and NBA basketball and hockey starting up as well. Uh, so a lot of sports going on. Um, but uh, women ranked fall as the best season. Men ranked summer first. Spring got the most votes overall, obviously. Um, but uh, most people, again, find a three-way tie between spring, fall, and summer. I, I just don't. Summer, mm, even in the Midwest where it's not that hot, I can't do it. You get 80, 90-degree days oh, the and the humidity great. and just, oh. Although, I, like I said, I am coming around to spring because there's, you know, when because even like late April into May when it really starts to get warm and it's light at night and there's no real bugs yet, <laughs> you know, you, it's awesome that is i guess one positive about winter that we don't think about very often is the fact that there's no bugs if you want to look at it that way in the midst of this uh absolute icy frigid time in our very cold (laughs) in our area we've got uh, one or two more days left of the really cold stuff and then it starts to improve by wednesday three for a high today 14 below during the overnight, then 12 for a high tomorrow, 19 on Wednesday, 23 there you go. on Thursday. We'll see. Fingers crossed. If you want to read more about uh, people in their favorite season, check out the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com or on the app. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content.
that I think they should have. Karen. 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 You what? Why did you do that? Why did you do that, Karen? She's alarming but disarming and a really very charming modern girl. Karen. Oh, not Karen. Caitlin. Riley, to be exact. Those poor Karens out there. I don't feel bad for Karen. All the people, I don't feel bad for people who act like Karen. I, I feel bad feel, for people who are named Karen. I don't mm-hmm, feel bad for mm-hmm. them. Okay, what happened? Your, your species has brought it upon yourself. My species? Like the not, millennials? Not you, Karens. If you're oh. a Karen, you did it to yourself. <laughs> By no. getting that haircut. No, no. Yes, no. that does not help your cause. <laughs> Who's doing that? What hairdresser says... Yes, I'll do that for you. Why aren't you stopping these people? Okay, can, okay, but these are the same hairdressers that have brought the, the mullets back in the Gen Z mullet generation. Mullet is great. Don't you dare disrespect uh. the mullet. You're a farmer chick. You should know. I love the mullet. Mullets are the jam. Aren't you dating a guy with a mullet? No. A beard. All right, close enough. Is that like a front-facing mullet, a beard? Don't you disrespect beards now. Be careful. You're walking on thin ice, lady. It's been real cold. But you are ice. hyper this morning. Your ice is very thin. No, there is a group of Karens online who have gotten together to show support and try and turn the Karen thing around. It's obviously not working. There's a woman named Karen Robinson. Not only is her name Karen, but she spells it with a C instead of a K, which is extra Karen-y. She lives in Michigan trying to start a network of support groups for women named Karen. She says the goal is to, quote, create that positive social change through actions, words, and outreach. It's a common ground. Create that positive social change through actions, words, and outreach. I've already stopped listening. We were at a place recently, and I said, could I please speak to your manager? (laughs) My son was like, oh, mom, are you being a Karen? Asking for a manager is not always negative. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. So far, it's not going great. Her Facebook page for the group barely has a dozen members. It probably does now, now that everyone's talking about it, right? But uh, maybe the group of Karens uh, will get together and and, and try to figure out a way to turn it around. You're out of luck. I'm sorry, Karens. The damage has been done. The damage, it's been too long. You you waited too long to try and get ahead of this, and uh, now it's too late in the game. It'll pass. No, it won't. Because every time some white woman gets so. mad that her coffee isn't right, they didn't use the right kind of milk or cream, or they put the wrong name on the cup, you know, or every time she's got to get nine nuggets instead of eight nuggets, whatever it is. Whatever okay, that's problem. worth complaining yeah. over. No, it's not. Just eat the damn- <laughs> if I no. paid you no. for nine, I'm getting nine or eat whatever. the nuggets and shut your mouth. <laughs> Just be happy. Paid for. Be happy you can get nuggets, okay? There's people out there starving in Africa, right? Isn't that what my mom taught me? Yes. Be happy with the nuggets you got, all right? I didn't get yellow mustard. Oh, no. The world's coming to an end, Karen. Oh, no. But there is a group of Karens out there on the internet trying to turn the Karen thing around. I don't think it's going to happen. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. The Factor Bullcrap Chris Farley edition. Ooh. He is uh, a UW alum. I yeah. don't know if you knew that. He yeah, because to... I go past Farley Ave on my way to college so, back in the day. So do you know about Chris Farley? Because you're little. young. You're awfully. I this I was expecting Shaw today. I had no idea he was taking the day off. Oh, so surprise! I, I don't know how well you're going to do with this, but we're playing <laughs> Factor Bullcrap. Chris Farley edition would have been 57 years old today. Today is his uh, his birthday. Uh, his first film role was in the original Wayne's World movie. Is that Factor Bullcrap? Uh, bullcrap. 
Yeah. Caitlin Riley. That's right. She's got a lot of room to recover here. A lot of room to recover, Caitlin. Have you oh. ever seen the original Wayne's World? No, I've heard about it. Oh, my God. We got we got problems already, Gene. <laughs> She's going to do great. He played a security guard uh, at the Alice Cooper concerts. He was also in Wayne's World 2 as a character named Milton. Oh, okay. But uh, I didn't know there's a that second. was his first film role. Obviously, he had been on SNL and done some other stuff, but uh, his first film role was in the original Wayne's World movie. Put that one in your back pocket. Okay. Save it for later. Gotcha. Factor bullcrap. Chris Farley edition on his uh, 57th birthday. He wrote almost all of his own SNL skits. Is that fact or bullcrap? I would say fact. What? No. She's going to do great. She's going to recover. She's going to do great. If you get the last three in a row, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a, a hell of a recovery. She's but uh, knock it oh out of the park. Oh, my God. I would assume. I mean, he just seems so naturally funny. Didn't write any of them. He was a brilliant performer, according to his best friend, David Spade, and, and partner in crime, obviously. He tried to write a skit once called Puppy Lawyer, but it was very terrible and uh, oh. didn't get on the show. And so, yeah, Farley not known for writing, uh, okay. just performing. Gotcha. Let's try to finish strong here, <laughs> Kaylin Riley. All right. All right. Factor Bullcrap, Chris Farley edition on what would have been his 57th birthday. His motivational speaker character, Matt Foley. Oh, uh, yeah. You're familiar with Matt Foley? Nope. Living in a van down by the river. Oh, okay. I am thrice divorced. Uh, was based on a real guy named Matt Foley. Is that fact or bullcrap? Uh, I'm going to guess fact. Hoo-ha! Right. You got one. Yes. You, uh, you got one. Uh, Chris uh, played rugby with this guy named Matt Foley in college. Uh, and Matt Foley eventually went on to be a priest. Oh, nice. As opposed to just a motivational speaker. Two left. Let's try okay. to finish strong here. Caitlin Riley in the Wisdom Newsroom. Factor bullcrap. Chris Farley edition. He only left SNL because he got fired. Is that fact or bullcrap? Oh, um, fact. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't know he got fired. Two okay. in a row. Look wow. out. She is on fire. My He's palms are sweaty. Up. I'm like, wow, here he, we go. He and uh, another one of his BFFs, Adam Sandler, both got fired in 95, partly because Lauren Michaels wanted to do the show a little bit more grown up and started focusing on politics more. And that's when many people say it went in the, um, in the dumpers when okay. they stopped being funny. Uh, last question. You've got two out of four correct. You're batting 500. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. But let's try to finish strong here with a final question. Factor bullcrap. Chris Farley edition. Producers once discussed a live action Beavis and Butthead movie. You're familiar with Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Starring Chris Farley and David Spade. Is that fact or bullcrap? I would say fact. Hoo-ha. Yes! Oh. Here we go. Gene, you were so right. I she know. turned it around. She turned the whole thing around. According to the you story. The spirit of Chris Farley in this room. According to the story, Farley would have played Butthead. Spade would have played Beavis. The idea got scrapped pretty early on. Mike Judge, of course, went on to do Beavis and Butthead to America instead. Thankfully, I, I, we weren't uh, submitted to a live action. Be- I don't think it would have been good. I don't think it would have worked out. Just uh, not a thing. Kayla Riley, hell of a job. You started Thank out you. so poorly. I know. Look at that you, comeback. And you turned it around. You, you totally finished did. up with three out of five. Hall of Fame numbers there. Oof. Nice job. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. We did binge over the weekend the uh, Hotel Cecil. Crime stories vanishing at Hotel Cecil on Netflix. Okay. Four, four episodes, about an hour each. Uh, and it's uh, about, mostly about the uh, Elisa Lamb. The Canadian student who wanted to travel and see parts of the world came to California 
and uh, ended up at the Hotel Cecil, which has kind of a sordid history. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, stayed there for a while. Um, and they've had a lot of deaths uh, in the hotel. It's right by Skid Row there in L.A. And uh, she went missing, and then eventually, I don't want to spoil it, but they found her body at the hotel. Hashtag spoiler alert. Uh, there's a lot more. It was the, the, the thing I took out of this series the most is how disgusting people on the internet are. Not that I'm surprised <laughs> so, so by that. I was going to say, is that a surprise to you? Well, no, it's not a surprise, but it's sad. It's sad that people are more willing to believe that a woman who admittedly has bipolar disorder right. okay. and has, you know, several prescription drugs to treat this bipolar disorder, yeah. uh, they are more willing to believe that she is a Canadian spy that was sent to L.A. Oof. with tuberculosis to infect the homeless population oh there, to cull the homeless population, than the fact that she had a bipolar, uh, like, episode and took her own life, whether it was in, you know, accidentally or, or on purpose. They're more willing to believe mm-hmm. that. They're willing to go that length and well, make YouTube videos. And it's gross and disgusting, and these people are, like, trying to be police officers and go to the hotel and they're laughing and smiling while they're making these videos. This is the staircase she might have gone up. <laughs> I'm really freaking out. Shut up. Can somebody hit these people over the head with a baseball bat please and do the world a favor? It's it's gross. I just I I you know you watch it and and they quickly mention in like the first or second episode that she had bipolar disorder and and then as anybody who knows somebody with a serious mental illness uh, can say you watch the video of her in the elevator and you're like that's that's a bipolar episode she's having there and she probably wandered off and, and ended up dead and that's kind of what happened and and yet they tried to come up with all these theories like is it haunted is there another person there you know and and granted I get it as a police you got to you know eliminate all these you know possibilities possibilities but at the same time all these people on YouTube are just some dork from nowhere you know and I just, I don't know. It was very difficult to watch and see that, knowing people who have serious mental right. disorders and struggle with those and, and, you know. Not to be made light of, yeah. No, and then they kind of just, you know, try to tie it up real nice with a bow at the end of the four episodes. And you're like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like you kind of did it a disservice there, you know what I mean, by allowing these people to spout their garbage. But that was my take on it. I wouldn't say not to watch it, but uh, maybe keep that in mind. What, what's the name of it again? It's called uh, Crime Stories, The Vanishing at the Hotel Cecil, Okay, uh, which is a very famous hotel in L.A., downtown L.A., and uh, as I mentioned, the Night Stalker lived there for a while, and I, when I originally, when we originally saw the trailer for the for the series, I thought it was going to be more about the hotel and the history there, and there's some of that in the series. But I thought it was going to be more of a focus on the hotel mm-hmm. and the odd occurrences and there was going to be more stuff. But it was mostly about this. Here's a perfect example. So <laughs> the tuberculosis thing. Her name is Elisa Lamb. And the test for tuberculosis or one of the tests that they take uh, that they do is called the Lamb Eliza test. Okay. So it's her name reversed, but it's an acronym. And they don't like explain that in the series. They just say it like it's fact like they like the cdc created this test for tuberculosis because it was named after this woman it's so ridiculously stupid and they don't even tell you a quick google tells you right away that it's just an acronym for a lot of words that are really hard to pronounce Mm -hmm. 
And it just and it's and it's these people on YouTube that are making these videos like trying to say, oh, it's I know it's a coincidence, but it's really no, it's not. It's just an acronym. I don't know. It has nothing to do with her at all. What's whatever. It's just, you know, and there was a tuberculosis outbreak in the homeless population on Skid Row, like shortly after she disappeared. So, of course, they're trying to putting two and two together. Oh, it's and it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Anyways, I'm sorry. I could go on and on about things I didn't like about this series. And it was only four episodes. It should have been two. It could have been real short. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. How many refrigerators do you think we have in this building? Oh, you mean like including... I'm talking the, all refrigerators. Oh, lots of people have small ones in their office. And have, you've got one, Shaw. Yeah, I do. Gene has one. I do. There's the big one in the mail room. There's the big one in the commissary upstairs, the yeah. lunch room, break room. So there's four. Yeah. I think TK has one, right? I don't in her really, office? I'm not sure. I haven't been in her office in a long time. I think Big Daddy Know-It-All has one in his office, right? Pretty sure he does, yeah. So that would be six. Mm-hmm. There's one in the Z93 studio. That's seven. Okay. Is there? I think there's one in the Classic Hits studio as well, right? I think so. Now we're up to eight. Mm-hmm. There was. And, and I haven't even gone into Scott Stack's office or Gary Rusta, any of these people. I, I, I'm i assuming we're up almost into double digits at this point. Why do we have so many refrigerators in this building, Shaw? Because we can't trust people. Bingo. That's why. Because <laughs> people are scumbags. Right. It's not as bad as it used to be no, when we had a ton of, of weekend staff. Before... We had so many people here on the weekends, and they are poor, and they don't have money, and we didn't have good snacks, so they would forget to bring food, and instead of ordering a pizza or getting delivery, they would just go through the work fridge and take whatever they felt like eating. Christy Nix... Had a lot of lunches taken. Had a lot of her Mm. frozen meals taken. Now, that was her fault, because she was bringing in delicious frozen meals... Which could disappear at the drop of a hat mm-hmm. and would never, no one would ever question. It's, I don't know. Somebody, no witnesses. No witnesses. And apparently, Christie's not alone. If you want to check out the deets on all this, go to the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com or click on the Morning Sickness what, the page stealing, on the app. The thieving? A new survey found out that one in three people, 30% of people, have stolen a co worker's food before. And apparently those thieves are repeat offenders because 47% of us have had something stolen. So nearly 50% of people have had stuff stolen, but only 30% of people admit to stealing hmm. stuff, Shaw. I think the number is much higher. Right. I think people just don't want to admit that they're degenerates. Check out these stats. Drinks, number one thing stolen. Ugh, don't do that. Most stolen beverages sure. at work are sodas, sodas especially waters. coffees, uh, and then energy drinks like Red Bull, whatever. But yeah, Brad Williams likes to bring in the little 8-ounce cans as opposed to the 12-ounce cans. I will admit that I have helped myself to one or two of his 8-ounce cans. cans. Eh, they're in there and I don't feel like paying pucks prices. You know what I mean? 75 cents for a can of soda? Get out of here. If you uh, order a whole pizza, which I don't know why you would, but if you do and you're at work, make sure you guard it with your life, Shaw. Pizzas are uh, pilfered. One in six people think it's Perfectly fine. One in six say it's okay to take somebody else's pizza. To just take a piece of pizza without asking, especially if it's in a common area, which is uh, what happened to Puck. What did he leave out on the table? Didn't he leave something yes, on the... Yes, what It did was he a leave? couple of months ago, Shot. We have that... So it's there's like sitting a, on a table. Wait a well, minute. Well, no, there's yeah, like a table. There is a table up in the, in the, in the mail room. It's a shared table. 
and everybody here knows that it is a free table. And people put stuff on there like carrots and weird Donuts. vegetables from their gardens yeah. and stuff like that. And they bring it in. They put it on there. And Puck apparently left something on there and it got taken. He it felt was on victim. the free table, though. It was, that, it that was, was his fault. Yep. Uh, according to the survey, one in 17 people said they'll even steal food right out of a co-worker's lunchbox or bag. Oh, jeez. So not just something open in the fridge, like but go, something that's in. through my things. Right, like if you have a cool little lunch cooler uh-huh. or if you got a bag that you brought it in, they'll steal it right out of that, Shaw. They don't even care. States with the most people who admit to stealing food at work are Alaska, Louisiana, Indiana, Kansas, Arkansas. We're eighth, by the way, here in Wisconsin. We're pretty high on the list of people that are states that uh, people admit to stealing lunches. Again, more info on this on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. But uh, poor Christy Nix bringing in those delicious lean cuisines, (laughs) hungry man dinners, and just uh, Mm -hmm. slim and fat Polly and Mm -hmm. just taking stuff, just taking everything from Christy. Taking through my bag, huh? Wow. But yeah, now we have to have 15 refrigerators in this building. We can all keep our stuff under lock and key, right? Yeah. Yeah. My coffee cream lasts a lot longer in my refrigerator than it does in the one up front where people have access to it. I don't Mm -hmm. like to take stuff because I don't know how long it's been in there. Like if you look in that fridge up in the mailroom, it's gross. There's stuff that's probably been in there for months, if not a year or more. And I'm sort of like, nah, even the condiments, you know what I mean? Stuff that like, you're like, okay, well, maybe. Yeah, I'm not trying anybody's ketchup in there. And who knows what they're putting in it? Spitting in it, peeing in it. Who knows? Yuck, you're gross. I'm not doing it. I'm saying other people are doing it. Mm -hmm. I hope they're not. They might be if someone keeps stealing their ketchup. (laughs) Ketchup thief on the loose. I think we're good. Not awesome, not great. The best is yet to come. A better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. The Lonely Ones. New stuff from those dudes. Tune is called Change the Station. First and only here on 95.7 The Rock. And joining us right now on the Rock Line, the bass player from The Lonely Ones, formerly of Boba Flex, Jimmy Tolan. How are you, Jimmy? What's going on, man? Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. How you guys doing? Doing all right, man. You have... Crystal clear phone service is beautiful. Yeah, where are you? Next door? I stand under a cell phone tower. Oh, very smart. Get that 5G cancer in your brain. It's just <laughs> wonderful, right? Way to do it. Talking to Jimmy from uh, Bobaflex slash The Lonely Ones. Um, you guys have a new song out. It's called Change the Station. Tell me how long it took to put this song together. Uh, it actually came together really fast. Um, I think uh, Jake did a little demo of it and then. Man, next thing, it was like probably late October we recorded it. Okay. We got together, rehearsed, and recorded in like three days, I think. Was that the first time you guys had been together since last March? I mean, I'm assuming you guys got together in between then at some point, right? Yeah, we did uh, We did the occasional recording session, um, socially distanced, masked up, of course. So are, are you guys all in the same place, or are you all spread around, and you have to get together when you want to do that, or are y'all living near each other? We all live within about an hour of each other, so it's not too bad. You know, we can definitely rehearse, record, then go home to our own bed at night. Well, not just your own bed. Somebody else is in that bed. I've been watching you guys on socials, and you all have lovely ladies that you are quarantining with, so I don't feel too bad for you guys even though you haven't been able to get on the road and play any gigs have you played any like secretive shows i know that you guys have obviously like got together and made some music but have you guys played any i've seen jacko play down in florida recently i mean we've seen some stuff start to happen have you played any gigs at all we did one socially distanced gig back in july i think it was um 
but other than that, no, we've been uh, we've been holding out to when we can really you know hit the road hard again. So tell me so about right now that. it's looking like end of summer. What? And okay, I was so, just yep. gonna say, tell me about that. That's looking like the end of summer. Yep. Yeah, we got a uh, we got a bunch of dates in August and September so far. Okay. And it's looking like that's kind of where the line is starting for us. Now, have you spoken to any of these venues about like what their protocols are going to be? Are we talking people that have got proof of vaccination? Are we talking about masks? I mean, have you heard any of that stuff? All that stuff, we're we're kind of leaving for now um, because I don't know what the smart move is going to be in August. But of course, you know, if we get closer and it's safe, but not safe to have full capacity or there's some sort of social distance regulation, right. of course, we'll stick with that. Have you guys thought about doing bubbles like uh, the Flaming Lips did, where everybody's in a bubble? <laughs> I just saw that. That's, that might not be a bad idea. <laughs> might have to come out of the budget, though. I don't know, man. I don't know if you want me inside of a bubble drinking Jameson and farting up a storm. Inside the show. It might not No, be we, a... get, we get separate bubbles. <laughs> you let hang out with you. Not this time. All right. All right. Jimmy on the phone with us from The Lonely Ones. And what's um, I know that when Boba Flex kind of came to an end after Sean left, there was uh, a period of time there where you guys were focused on Strictly the Lonely Ones, and we heard rumors of a, of a potential one or two uh, Boba Flex shows every now and then. Is that a, still a possibility? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, Sean is uh, he's doing the full-time dad thing, but, that you know, we're still friends. We still want to make music and, you know, got an occasional show when it's a possibility. Jimmy, who's the most famous person in your cell phone? Oh, geez. Uh I don't really, I'm not very good at labeling names in my phone, so I would have to go back through my texts and figure that out. So you save all your text messages and you have some from some famous people? Uh, yeah, I would say probably. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I can't ever remember that stuff. And you think that if yeah, you had you, a real famous person. If I had a famous person in my <laughs> cell phone, yeah. I would know. Uh, like I said, I have to go back through the text and go, hey, this is a famous person. And try to put that in the contacts, but I'd forget. Tell me about the single Change of Station. I, obviously, listening to it, there is, uh, you know, a focus on negativity, negativity in the news and, you know, what station you're choosing to watch on TV or listen to on the radio. Um, obviously, there's sort of this, you know, think for yourself sort of message in there. Um, is that from just the way you guys all feel being on social media, being, you know, famous, being popular? seeing people that come to your shows and the kind of stuff that they say or feel or think. What's the inspiration? Yeah, it, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It uh, Over the summer, I'd say, it seemed like it started to get really, really bad. Uh, you know, I, 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 took a, I took a break from Facebook for quite a while. I know the rest of the guys in the band have been trying to, you know, stay off unless it's mostly for band-related stuff. Right. Just because, you know, it started really boiling. It was a little wild. Yeah, and it's got to be tough when you have to focus on social media as a band, you know, as a business. Uh, you have to you put don't your have single the out there. You got to have a YouTube video. You yeah. got to have posts about your merch and about your date. I mean, obviously, different now with, with no dates and stuff, but, like, you have to be on social media, and then all of a sudden, like, there's this thing where, like, you, you can't you even break. You can't even post a, a song or a link without it turning into some sort of crazy argument about politics or something. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% right. It seems like anything is a... Uh, it's like a powder keg at this point. Well, the single has changed the station. It's great. I've seen uh, the video. We've been listening to it here at 95.7 The Rock, and we look forward to seeing you guys out on the road. When are we going to get an announcement in regards to uh, the dates and, and, the, and the locations and stuff? How soon can we expect um, that? 
probably here in the next month or two. Um, you know, like I said, so some of the regulations and stuff are still so up in the air on a state-by-state basis. So I want to make sure that we're really, really sure about what dates are going to happen, where, and all that before we announce. What's the the mode of transportation for an upcoming uh, uh, jaunt for you guys? Because there was a camper for a while, but there was constantly issues with this camper, if I remember correctly, tires and all sorts of problems. Have you guys upgraded, or are we going back to a van? What's the deal here? We've actually got a uh, a renovated party bus these days. Oh, just we we put a we put a bunch of bunk beds in it. It's uh it's got the the old school like uh, school bus doors. There you go. It's a it's a little party wagon. I can get behind that vibe. For what's sure. the what's the <laughs> sign that someone's in the back uh, enjoying themselves? And they shouldn't be disturbed. Is they haven't a sock been on, on the, the bus. I've been touring the bus in the bus. You haven't it, been. Well, yeah, you I couldn't have, tell you yet. You have because have, we don't have any curtains yet, so it'd be clear as daylight to everybody. <laughs> well, what's whatever the signal is, make sure I know because I don't want to interrupt anything back there. I don't want to see that. It, I'm, I don't want to get scarred for life. <laughs> Knock three times on the bunk post. <laughs> Jimmy, it's been great talking to you for a few minutes. We look forward to talking to you again and seeing you guys in person. I can't Take wait care. to wrap my arms around your skinny little frame. Okay, buddy? Miss you guys, man. See you soon, hopefully. Let's put on a show. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. But let's be honest. Shaw's the real star of the show. Stick it up the butt. Somebody on Twitter recently asked uh, about the greatest opening lyrics of all time. And uh, over 12,000 responses and counting of people responding to the question of the greatest opening lyrics of all time. There's no official ranking of this. It's just more of like a, an open-ended conversation conversation kind of like that people thing. have. I've got a few that I didn't see in the, and I didn't read all of the comments, but I got a few that I have. Uh, if you want to see mine, you can go to the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. But uh, making the list, no big surprise, the Beatles are going to be on there somewhere, right, yeah. Sean? With one <laughs> of their songs, right? You have to assume, but... Uh, According to uh, many people and the responses to this question asked on Twitter about the greatest opening lyrics of all time, Let It Be from the Beatles was uh, the number one choice. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom, Let It Be. Easy to remember. Sticks with you, Shaw. They're only on the list once. (laughs) Well. No, I know. I know. There's so many. How are you going to go through all of them? But. This was uh, one of the mm-hmm. top-rated mm-hmm. Beatles songs on the list of the greatest opening lyrics of all time. Another one that really stands out, Shaw, and probably because a lot of people cover this song, and it's haunting, and it's sad, mm. and it's depressing, but it's also a song that people cheer for as soon as they start playing it, which is really weird. Okay. Oh. Hello, darkness. I thought you were going there, yeah. If you've ever been depressed, you've sang that, even without that song. Mm-hmm. Hello, darkness, my old friends. I've come to talk with you again. Mm-hmm. Simon and Garfunkel, of course, with the sound of silence. Disturbed did a cover of that. Our friends in Bobaflex did a cover of that. And uh, there's no shortage of them on, on the YouTubes. Here's an interesting one that made the list of the greatest opening lyrics of all time, according to uh, somebody's Twitter poll. This one, uh, something I, I wouldn't really consider. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. I saw a werewolf a with a Chinese, Chinese menu, menu in his hand. Yeah, that's right. Interesting, intriguing, stands out. Warren Zevon. Different. Ow! I, I remember the chorus a little more than I remember the first lyric, the opening lyric, but yeah. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. 
What was he ordering? Number well, one, number seven, number and his 18? His delivery is so different. I mean, Warren, just the way he says sentences is just you know, interesting. Here's one that everybody knows. No big surprise to see this is one. It the Rolling Many, Stones? Uh, okay. They made the list okay. of Honky Tonk Woman. I met okay. a gin soaked barroom queen in Memphis. Uh-huh. Okay. She tried to take me upstairs for a ride. I don't know what that means, Shaw. Can you explain that to me? Ah. Shaw, what does it mean when a woman tries uh-huh. to take you upstairs for a ride? I what does that know, mean? Brian. What are you riding? What is she riding? I What's happening? Know. What's the riding all up? Tell me about this ride. Maybe it's of, a Peloton. This upstairs ride. Ah! SNL, by the way, had a skit about uh, passive-aggressive Peloton trainers as opposed to being, and this is more my style because I can't I can't get into these classes where they're like, you got it, fam, you're the great, and you're doing awesome, and we're going to kick butt. That's not me, but the passive-aggressive one is it's so funny, funny because it's like, yeah, I guess you did okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now this lyric stands out. You know this one right away as soon as you hear the uh, the opening drum kick. Some people call me the space cowboy. Some call me the gangster love. Here comes the next one. Some people call me Maurice. Because I speak on the pompatus of love. love. What is a pompatus, Sean? You know, I don't know. But my that, my that, son had a friend Maurice growing up. That was that a was, lot of fun. Oh, I bet. Every time, <laughs> hey, your friend Maurice coming over? <laughs> There's a ton of other responses on there. Let's go crazy, obviously. Dearly beloved. I was waiting for the prince. Yeah, I mean, and these are all timers. We're talking Sultans of Swing by Dire Straits. Uh, we're talking about... Queen, uh, any queen? Yeah, I mean, again, 12,000 responses oh, okay. on this thing, so <laughs> there's no mind. shortage of... But these are some of the ones that, that had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people responding. Circle of Life by The Lion King, which uh, <laughs> is not in English, FYI, so it's... But, uh, yeah, there's no uh, shortage of responses on there. For me, you can't go wrong with Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny by the Bloodhound Gang. No? There's a lot of responses on there. Just me. Check out the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com for more of the greatest opening lyrics of all time, according to a recent Twitter poll. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Karen. 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 You what? Why did you do that? Why did you do that, Karen? She's alarming but disarming and a really very charming modern girl. Karen. Oh, man. What are Karen's mad about today, Shaw? <laughs> I'll give you two guesses, and the first one don't right. count. What do you think she's mad about? Same as always, masks. You're wrong. No? It's not masks. Good. Gene, you want to take a stab at it? What is this Karen upset about? Uh, not masks. This happened in Boston, by the way. I don't know if that'll help. Budging. She's probably upset about the Red Sox. Budging. Budging, Budging in line. Budgers. Cutters. Yeah. Nope. Somebody budged. Nope. They budged. Nope. nope. She was right up against the counter. I didn't see any other customers in this Dunkin' Donuts in Boston where this woman apparently didn't realize that a dozen means 12. What? She, she, ordered, a do- she ordered a dozen munchkins, yeah. which are delicious, by the way. The little ones, right? Yes. The little tiny little donut holes. Donut holes, yeah. They call them munchkins. But uh, wanted a dozen of them, but didn't realize a dozen was 12, Shaw. How many do you think a dozen was? She thought a dozen meant 50. I want 50. I need more. What? 50 by zero. That's what a dozen is. Not 12. You don't understand the English. 12 is a dozen. I want more than 12. You don't need to be rude. 
Oh, this Karen was going off. Mask down, having at it with these employees at the local dunks there in Boston who wanted a dozen munchkins. That was her order. She's an older woman, by the way, so she should know that a dozen. And it looks like she's probably ordered some munchkins in the past. If you want 50, you can get 50. That's fine. You can order order 50. You can order 100. You can order 1,000. Whatever. They'll make them for you. But if you're ordering a dozen, you're getting a dozen, which is 12. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Sometimes you get a baker's dozen, 13. But. Occasionally, especially with munchkins, I right? You can see a couple of them get tossed in there, but uh, no. No, she wanted 50, and she ordered a dozen and thought that a dozen was 50. She should have ordered four dozen. A grown-ass grown Karen at a Dunks in Boston thought a, a dozen was 50. Huh. Five zero. I want more. <laughs> I want more. Give me the Dunkin' munchkins. I ordered a dozen. I want 50. Five oh. Give me more. I... <laughs> 50? <laughs> That's not even close to a dozen. That's not even, tw- like, if you said 20, you could be like, okay, maybe I could see that you thought a dozen was 20. All right? I, I don't know how, but. Maybe like, you thought it was okay. 10. Maybe you thought it was, you know, 15. I don't know, but 50? 5 0? Come on, Karen. <laughs> well, that's just, she might not be well. She's I not wicked she, smart. I know, not at all. She didn't take our wicked smart seminar here at Midwest Family Broadcasting, huh? 50 is a dozen. 50's a dozen. I got a buddy of mine named Sully down in Fall River. He, says, he told me that a 50 is a dozen. dozen. I kid, listen, Mikey at the job site I told me that he came here to this Dunks in particular. He's like the mayor of Dunks, all right? Comes in here, has a crulla, smokes a P-Funk or two, takes a big crap. Gets He's 50. The, he gets 50 of them. Tells me every time. Sully. Sully, what'd they tell you over there at the Worcester Centrum? What'd they tell you? Yeah, that's what I thought. Microprocessors. <laughs> Dude, ain't nobody stealing microprocessors. Would you get out of here? Oh, I hate that movie. <laughs> How does it come back to a movie? Departed. Leo oh. and the bad, always, the, the always, really bad always, accents always, and the mic. Uh, that's right. They're stealing microprocessors. <laughs> no, they're not. No, the, the FBI ain't wasting time on microprocessors. <laughs> All right. Get out of well, here with that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that, things that, worked out for her. That lady, I don't think she got any munchkins. I don't know if she... I don't know if she got them, but that Karen, very upset about munchkins, Shaw. It mm, doesn't. Yeah. Brian. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw, giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really. You're killing me, Shaws. Each and every Wednesday, just after 8 o'clock, my morning show money. Up for grabs this week. No pressure, Shaw. Just $10. 10 bucks. We had a big $80 winner last week, mm-hmm. so this week we're back down to 10 If we don't get a winner, we'll double it. It'll be $20 next week. 608-784-0957 is the number for the rock line. Who this? This is Mitchell. Mitchell. Welcome to the program, Mitchell. Are you familiar with how this game is played? I think so. All right, Mitchell, do you think Shaw's going to know the movie quote or not? I'm going with Shaw today, yes. You're saying yes. You have faith in the Shaw. $10 of my morning show money if you're right. Okay, Mitch? All right. Wow. Enthusiastic. Gene and Mitchell, enthusiastic Mitchell, that's his new nickname, Uh uh, both have faith in you, Shaw. Cool. Hope it helps. $10 of my morning show money up for grabs. They both think you're going to get it, Shaw. I got to be honest, I think you're going to get it too. Okay. Which is a bummer because I don't like to give away my money, even though I know Mitch and he's a good buddy of mine and uh, he's a kick-ass stand-up dude. Uh, I don't mind giving him my $10, but I don't want to give anybody my money. So listen closely, Shaw. Come on, Shaw, man. 
Really? Uh, I don't even need to play that a second no. time, do I, Gene? No. Do you want to hear it a second time, though, Shaw? I Yeah, I would, actually. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to pick up the voice here. Really? Uh-huh. There's only one voice in this movie. Okay. <laughs> there's a few of them. But... There's, there's a bunch of actors, but there's only one voice that matters. As if the the, the ah, words right. aren't enough, there's a song. There's there. the music, yeah, and that that's helps. a highly identifiable song. It is, Shaw. It is. Yes. Would you care to guess as to which movie that is from? Uh, yes, I would. Okay. I believe uh, that is Footloose. <laughs> And the uh, first one with Kevin Bacon had that stupid remake that I accidentally rented a number of years ago when I wanted to show my girls. I'm like, what the hell is this? Who are these people and where the hell is Kevin Bacon? 37 years ago today, Footloose oh, in theaters featuring a very young, very spry, very dancey Kevin Bacon. Got his shoelace stuck on that tractor. A little trouble getting off, and then he danced the town away. John Lithgow mm-hmm. was the, the priest, the reverend, the brother, the father, the whatever, the son, the Holy Spirit. He was all of it. Didn't want them people dancing. Sins. They were sinning, Shaw. Mm-hmm. And he then he around. turned them around. He, came around. he, turned, he said, look, man, we just want to dance in our tight jeans and our boners. Right. We want to rub our boners up against other people. And look at this goofy farm guy. He, got, he finally got the moves. Come on. 37 years ago wow. today. Wow. How much you want to bet Caitlin Riley hasn't seen that one? <laughs> it does involve farmers, though. Farming communities. Yeah, it, it might be. Might, right, might, might, right, be. might be up her alley. Might be her thing. We'll have to ask her. Ten bucks of my morning show money for enthusiastic Mitchell. Congratulations, buddy. It'll be another $10 spot next week when we play your Killing Me Shaws. Brought to you by GECU, the friendly credit union. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. The average American has five... Of these, what are they? It's not remote control, Shaw. I guessed that, and mm. I was wrong. It is not remote control. Has five, five of these. Not remote controls. Um, shoes. There's yeah. the shoes. Uh, five of these. Shaw, you want to take a stab at it? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Five of these, Shaw. The average what American has five, five of, these. of these. Pieces of jewelry. I don't know. Uh, no, never been over my house, and my wife that. isn't even a jewelry lady. Yeah, yeah, no more. Wait, wait. Uh, the average American has five of these. Shaw. What do they have five of? Shovels. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know there's none in Texas, but I figured maybe we'd I got we'd, three. We'd, I got three. We'd, we'd, oh, okay. I got a broken one. I got yeah, a digging I got, one. I and then I got a... Oh, I got lots of... Yeah, okay. Five of these. Five of these, Shaw. What do I have five of? Average American has five of these. Put in sweatshirts. Oh, God. I got like 76 yeah, of those, yeah, I think, in my house. Really shooting low there. No, uh, the average American, according to a new survey, a new poll, okay. uh, has five expired items stinking up their fridge right now. Five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. I have five icky things. Yeah, not five just like, expired items. Okay. Not just Never going to get eaten. Like not a, just necessarily expired, but we're talking about food that may have been in there too long that doesn't have an ex- expiration date. Yeah. Uh, and I, I tested this theory yesterday. You can read more about it by going to the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. And it was right. 100% right. I had, get out. Yeah. We didn't have a ton of other food in there. You know, we had some, you know, milk and, and OJ yeah, and whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I, I concentrated almost solely on the door and the condiments and everything that's on the door. Out of all of the things that we have on the door, I had five. Five things that were Did expired really? for past date. Yeah. And I was actually kind of surprised, Shaw. 
as I took everything out of the door, uh, off the you know, out of the shelves, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. surprised by how many things didn't have an expiration date on them, mm. and how many things had a really poorly uh, lasered expiration date. So it was very difficult to read. Mm. Uh, they could so were they like better. salad dressings? Yeah, or that what? kind of stuff. And yeah. they were really at the bottom of the of the bottle too. We're talking about that like stuff lasts forever. Just a tiny bit of ranch, a little bit of sweet baby rays. I had a relish in there that apparently who uses that much relish? Honestly, you buy a thing of relish and it goes bad and. And you, it's in there for 10 more years. But uh, And then I had uh, a couple of sour creams. My wife got one when she went on a girl's trip with her mom and her aunt and her, and her cousin. And I had one in the, in the fridge still. But, uh, yeah, the average American has five expired items stinking up their fridge right now. The survey also concluded that it takes an average of five weeks of something going bad in your fridge before you'll investigate the smell. Five weeks <laughs> five of a weeks, bad smell? A long time. No, hell no. Five weeks of a no, bad smell? Absolutely Every not. time you're just like, yeah, just wait till tomorrow. No. Eh, just for five no. weeks? No. That's Mm-mm. a month and some change. I notice it. It's going to get tossed. But. No. Uh, also, according to this survey about uh, the expired stuff in our fridge, two-thirds of people said they have more leftovers in their fridge now than they normally would. Obviously, we're cooking more, Shaw. Right, right, We've right. got more free time. You know, same, like, same. Uh, the things that annoy us most about the forgotten leftovers are wasting the food. That's always the thing with me. And it's great because my wife doesn't eat leftovers. So I just, you know, garbage disposal, you know, it's like, oh, it's all going inside of me. Uh, the cleanup, the smell, wasting time cooking when you had something you could have just heated up. Uh, also, according to the survey about stuff that's expired in our fridge, 48% of us, this seems low. 48% of us have thrown an entire container of leftovers, including the Tupperware, because it was so <laughs> gross. If you've got mold, like active fungi growing Don't in there, mushrooms, just, just throw it out. Look, I can get, I can get another yeah, Rubbermaid container. Cheap. Speaking of Rubbermaid, can we stop with all the little ones and start giving more of the big ones? The little huh? tiny ones. You know when you buy these, like the, the, the Rubbermaids? with the Yeah, you get like the 20-pack and it's got the red lids or whatever. You get, like, one of the big ones, and then you get 30 of these stupid little ones that have no use whatsoever, other than maybe a little bit of dressing or, like, a, a, a smear of butter or something. It's like, come on, man. Rubbermaid, let's go. We need the bigger ones. More of those in the multi-pack. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. And some tragic news this morning, Shaw, is I am terrible in bed. That's really a public admission you're making here. I know, but... I mean, you didn't have to say that out loud. That's what we do here, Shaw. We speak the truth. Okay. I never lie on the radio. Uh-huh. Never. Right. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> I'm terrible in bed, though. You want to know why? Because you don't. Yes, I just, I told you earlier when we were talking, because I'm guessing that somewhere in there you have to care. You and don't care about, about her. Person. Yeah. Who? <laughs> See? What is it? Tell us why are you terrible. What is this caring you speak of? <laughs> we are nailing this on the head, Shaw. Oh, I got nailed. Head us nailing. Head What's nailed. up? I'm terrible in bed, Shaw. According to a uh, recent poll of 4,500 women, asked these women to name the physical features of their best sexual partner Mm. and out of the top 10 i've got two (laughs) (laughs) it's not good odds no so apparently i'm really bad in bed i've got two of the top 10 maybe two and a half i'm gonna try to end up with the odds forever in my favor here okay you want to take a stab at some of the top 10 uh, things that attributes that these women are physical like. features. Physical features that uh, women said the men who gave them the most pleasure uh, had or didn't have had, had. probably no, tall. Okay. Tall was not on here. 
So Shaw, you're Shaw. you're in I'm the in. Ball, you're in the right ballgame. Right away, nice. Shaw goes. I'm not out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Right well, away, it's a wimpy little guy, it's, and I just always I'm, get the short jokes. It's height, isn't it? It's, it's got to be height. All those damn tall people. It's always height. <laughs> right, Shaw. No, tall uh, height does okay. not does not matter. Apparently. Doesn't matter, Shaw. Not in the top ten, at least. Again, forty five hundred women were asked in a new survey to name the physical feature of their best sexual partner. The one guy who really curled their toes. Okay, Shaw? Mm-hmm. Top 10. High cheekbones at number 10. I don't know what that has to do with your sexual ability. I but I find you attractive, apparently. I don't think I have high cheekbones. I don't think I've ever had somebody say, boy, you got really high cheekbones. Looking at me, Shaw, would you say I have high cheekbones? No. So that's minus. I got zero on that one. I'm a zero on that one. All right. Okay. I did not get that one. Number nine, Shaw. You got this one. This one. You you have more points than I do. You nice. son of a diddly. Hair. I got three kids. Hair. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, three times you got laid. Right. All right, good for you. Uh, glasses. Apparently, guys oh, who wear glasses Shaw. are on the list. Okay. Glasses at number nine, Shaw. Take I don't. It. I don't have that one yet. But I, as I mentioned, right. You're gonna get some. You can't I'm, see as well, Shaw. You got to feel your way around. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a knuckle at the end of that? my move. Counterclockwise swirl. <laughs> Glasses at number nine, Shaw, on the list of the... Okay, uh, I'm not out yet. Features that a, a best sexual partner's had, according to a recent survey of 4,500 women. Here you go, Shaw. What, what size shoe do you wear? Uh, nine and a half. All right, I'm about, a, I'm about an inch longer than you when it comes to feet. I got about a 10, 10 and it's a, a half. foot? Your size Small of your feet. feet. At Small number eight. Feet. Wow. Didn't yeah. really pay that much attention. Who knew, right? Right. Who knew? They were looking at your feet the whole time, Shaw. See? Feet are important. Apparently. I know you don't like feet, but you should go in there Apparently and be like, hey, Mary, check out these little feet. Mm-hmm. Bow down to daddy with my little feet. Okay. Small feet at number eight, huh. Shaw. Weird. I don't got that one either. I'm I'm over right now. I'm I'm three three in and I got nothing. Shaw, you've got like We're not gonna get into even that toe fungus you're rocking there, so uh number seven. It's not fungus. Okay. It's it's go ahead. psoriasis. It's just coloration. Uh, this one is weird. I because I, I don't know, I'm hairy. Okay. I'm kind of hairy all over, I guess. I'm not like one of those super hairy guys, but I've got hair everywhere. You don't shave your back? No. Uh, this one, number seven okay. on the list of features that are, are best in bed, according to a recent survey of women, a snail trail of hair that goes from your belly button down to your private parts. Okay. This is for like dudes who have abs. This is more about the abs. <laughs> this is an ab thing. And then you get that weird like V thing. I know it's like a Dio about. thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Dudes who are comfortable taking their shirt off in public. That's what that should say. All right? And they just happen to have some hair down there. <laughs> All right, fat, ugly, disgusting lumps of garbage like me. Oh, dad yeah, bods are a thing, Brian. This is not a dad bod. This is a, I am this, not even close to a, a beer bod. bod. This, yeah, this is oh, like you fat loser put your thing. shirt back on bod. Is there a bod for that? Is there an Axe body spray that makes that smell wonderful? No, there's just okay, so fat, ugly, disgusting hair. Brian. Stomach hair from your belly button. I don't have that one either. So okay. the snail trail so you got shot. zero so far. Uh, again, we're about halfway through the list here and I've got nothing yet. Uh, this one I don't have either, Shaw, but I think you sort of have it. Brown hair. Mm-hmm. Brown hair. Number six, yeah. Brown. Blonde is on the outside of the top ten. It's uh, at number 11, so I'm close. I don't even know what color my hair is at this point because I just have shaved it forever, but uh, I've got a strawberry blonde sort of mix. But you've got brown hair, Shaw. Mm-hmm. I do. I am rocking this thing. You've got two now, and I've got nothing. i got them all so far, pal. You have a snail trail? That's gross. Sorry. You're disgusting. Sorry, sorry for sharing. Too much sharing. <laughs> TMI, Shaw. 
<laughs> all right. All right. Go on, go on, go on, go on. What's up? Number five. This one I got, Shaw. This, and I don't know what this has to do with sex, but tattoos. Mm, yeah, I'm Number out. five. Dudes with tattoos Shaw's apparently out. are, and I'm getting the points that You're are, in, he's out. Right? I'm getting the points that are important. These are the top five now, Shaw. I've okay. got this one. Okay, so. top five. Top five. So, uh, again, a new Tattoo. survey asking 4,500 women to name the physical features of their best sexual partner. I don't know. Glasses are not a physical feature. That's right. just something you wear. Well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say tattoos are. I mean, yeah, you but you've got to have them with all the time, man. Yeah, uh, but- number four, broad shoulders. I don't know if anybody would consider me a broad-shouldered guy. <laughs> yeah, so. I've never been called that. Yeah, well, you're little. You're a little dude. So I don't have that one. So, again, I've got one so far with the tattoos. Uh, I had piercings. I had ear piercings. And my is wife is has lamented uh, many times to me that she misses my earrings. Uh, so I may have to put these back in and get myself a point here, Shaw. But I'm terrible and bad because I don't have piercings anymore. Mm. Piercings okay. uh, are number three on the list of important physical features that determine whether or not a guy's good in the rack. I don't have those. Brown eyes, I don't got those. Shaw, Shaw you got brown, you brown eyes? eyes? No, I don't. Mm. Okay, so you're out as well on that one. Brown That's eyes. number two, brown eyes. I got baby blue, Shaw. What do you mm. got? They're kind of greenish. Greenish? All right. And uh, this one we both have, Shaw. Number one on the list, the number one factor, the best physical feature for a sexual partner, according to this survey of women, a beard. The beard is the number really? one thing, Shaw. Yep. All right. 73% of women said the best dude they ever had sex with had a beard. Huh. Maybe just coincidence, but maybe it's a thing. So I've got two, the beard and the tattoos. If I give myself the piercings, I'll be at yeah. three. Okay. And if I get those glasses, I'll be at four, All Shaw. Right. And Shaw, piercings and glasses are not physical features. They're just stuff yeah, that, like costumes. They're, they're add-ons. Right. You know what I mean? They're like level up. Anybody the, can do it. Level up my 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 character in the game or something like that with some glasses and some piercings. But yeah, I'm terrible in bed, Shaw, because I got two out of ten. Mm. I stink. Shaw, that whole caring you... thing probably matters too. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was what you were talking about. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I didn't realize we were talking about physical. Hey, Shaw, features. how do you make a woman orgasm faster? Ooh, see, this is where <laughs> I, I thought know, we were headed. Who Shaw? cares? <laughs> this is what I thought we were headed. <laughs> physical features didn't include I tried to personality, tell you Shaw, or like kept caring. Me. Hold on. Shaw, how do you make a woman orgasm faster? <laughs> I don't know, Brian. Who cares? <laughs> you see how easier it was to hear me when Gene wasn't talking? <laughs> did you hear that? I did. Just yep, yep, yepping in there. You did pretty well though, Shaw. You I, like I'm four. a god. You really, you're a I'm sexual not the god, but dynamo. God. You are. You should go home and <laughs> not the let god. Mary Thanks know. Thanks for clarifying. Right? You should have a. You should have a, a t-shirt. When made she for comes yourself. in tonight, why don't you just take your stubby, hairy belly glasses okay. wearing yep. guy and be laying out all over the couch? Good advice, Gene. Hey, I think I'll do that. Hey, you got Mary, the glasses, welcome home. You, you know? got the glasses. Just, yeah. You got the snail trail. You got the, the, uh, brown, hair, brown, brown hair, brown hair, small feet. You got, you got small a beard. Feet. I got a beard. You just, yeah. Oh man, you just lay out there on the couch and just don't wait make her you arrival. horny, baby. Do I? <laughs> yeah, just this. Me, I'll take it all in, Mary. I've got all the things. Breathe in the muscle. Of my you, sexiness. Hey, let, you could get one of those fake tattoos from the store this afternoon, That's Shaw, true. and put that, that all, put all, all, top. all over you the top. You come in here, I got a razor blade and some ink pens, we'll go to town. <laughs> we'll give you one of those. Homemade tat. Oh, nice. Give you one of those jail tats. What you know could what go I mean? wrong? Mary. What? It's just going to say Mary. Yeah, we'll get, yeah. Oh, hi, it'll, be like, it'll be like Marky Mark in that yeah, movie where he, he sprawled it on yeah. his chest. <laughs> How could she resist? Not awesome. Not great. The best is yet to come. Better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. It's the weekend.
Three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. We'll get started with tonight. Our buddies in Tug upstairs in the Sound Lounge here at 201 State Streets. Now, Where can I watch this? You can can watch it online at aroundrivercity.com, and I recommend you do it on your computer because then you can can type in questions, and you can also Venmo them money and all that stuff. Yes, it's interactive. So you want to say something to those guys, you want to have a conversation, you can do that. If you're interested in that, you can certainly watch it on the website aroundrivercity.com or you can get the app on your Roku or Apple TV and cast it on your television and all that stuff. Watch it on the big screen. That's tonight at 7 o'clock. Tug in the Sound Lounge here at 201 State Street. If you like to stay up past your bedtime, Pat McCurdy is going to be on at 8 o'clock with another shelter in place show from his living room uh, in Milwaukee. He starts at 8, and that's on his uh, Facebook, and I believe it's also on his YouTube channel. Saturday, lots of things going on, but Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, it's all about the 22nd annual Winter Snowball at the Pearl Street Brewery. Two until seven. Two is when the gates open. Music and food and beer and wine as well. They're going to have some wine uh, at the Winter Ball this year. Two until seven. So much warmer. Yeah, well, it's going to be so much warmer. They were obviously trying to do this, uh, you know, um, (laughs) a couple weekends ago when it was frozen cold, but uh, not happening and so they rescheduled it. It's this Saturday night. Can't wait to go. Turismo Winery and Fermentation is going to be offering up some wines. I believe there's going to be some food for sale, beer releases, the whole nine yards. So come prepared. Be warm. Bring some food to snack on if you need it. And uh, be ready to have a good time at the Pearl Street Brewery's 22nd Annual Winter Ball on Saturday afternoon in their parking lot over there at the PSB. Eesh. There is some live music on Saturday night. If you want to see spare parts, they're going to be at the Verse Lounge on Lacrosse's north side. And if you don't get enough Andy Hughes... Tonight in the Sound Lounge, I believe he's going to be in the St. Bernard Room at Mount Lacrosse Saturday evening as well. Then on Sunday, another rescheduled event. This was supposed to happen a couple of Sundays ago at Pogue Park, but they had to reschedule it, Shaw. It's uh, skating with Elsa and oh, Anna yeah, yeah, from yeah, Disney's yeah. Frozen. Yep. And look at that weather. Yeah, perfect weekend for that. Now, if you don't have ice skates, don't worry. They do have free skates available mm-hmm. to Lacrosse Park and Rec Department working uh, over there at Pogue Park. They're going to have prizes and all sorts of other stuff going on. That's Saturday, I believe, from noon until 4, or excuse me, Sunday, uh, from noon until 4 over at Pogue Park. All these events and many more are available online at aroundrivercity.com. And if you want to find out more about three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend, just hit up the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com or on our app. Three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. Tug tonight, mm-hmm. winter ball tomorrow, or uh, excuse me, tomorrow afternoon, and then you could go ice skating with the kids uh, along with Elsa and Anna from Disney's Frozen on Sunday at Pogue Park. And if you've got an event and you haven't uh, seen it on the uh, AroundRiverCity.com event page, you can submit it for free. Your own damn event. Go right there and do it your damn self. Do the damn thing, right, Shaw? Yep, do it. Missed it. Download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app.